Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is the show all about podcasting, from launching your show to monetization and everything in between. I'm Colin Gray, your host as always. And this time around, as you know, we're on a season break and we sometimes chuck in uh, an interview or two during the interim. This time I've got a couple of guys on uh, from not too far away from me, actually, just a little bit south, north of England, uh, run a great company called Response Suite. Um, Now, Response Suite is a survey tool which is used a lot for marketing. Um, We'll get into it a little bit. I'll let the guys tell you all about it. I'd like to introduce Kennedy and Rob Temple. How are you doing, guys? Doing great. Thanks for having us, Colin. No problem to be here. Good, good. Uh, you having a good day so far? Great, yeah, absolutely fantastic, and really excited to be here and sharing all this stuff with uh, with you guys. Indeed, yeah, no, yeah. Well, we we were introduced recently uh, when I came on your show, wasn't it? Three marketers walk into a podcast. That was you, yeah. That was us. <laughs> that was us. The three of us were the Indeed. marketers walking into that. <laughs> and I thought it'd be great to get you on Podcraft because I thought your approach to the show is just, uh, it's one of the most unique approaches I've seen for a long time for, certainly for a business style podcast, particularly a marketing podcast. You know what it's like as well as I, like there's a, a slew of that kind of show around. Um, mm. And even more, well, not even more, there's many of them are interview shows. Um, so at top glance, like your show could fall into one of those, but I found it was just it's so different. It stands out so well for a whole bunch of reasons. And for some reason, that question has been coming up a lot for me recently. How do you make your podcast unique? And I just think you guys do that really well. So that's why I want to get you on. Well, thank you very much. No problem at all. I mean, is that something you thought about in the early days when you first started the show? How did you think about making yourself unique? Did you think about that? Was it something that came up? Well, I think we were very aware that, like you said, there's so many interview style podcasts, especially in the business and marketing sort of world. And so we just, we've always had this opinion. There's no point in creating just another thing that's going to be the same as everything else, because well, why do that if you're not going to stand out and be different? So we instantly said, what are we going to do? Now we knew we wanted to do an interview podcast because we knew that there were so many people who had so many great insights like yourself to share with our audience. And frankly, we're not very good at anything. So we thought we might as well get everyone else to come and share their content. (laughs) Make us look good. Otherwise, we'd run out of stuff after about three episodes. So we figured, let's let's do an interview podcast. But if we're going to do it, let's do it different. So there's a couple of ways we could do that. The first one would be, let's not make this another tell us about yourself. This is your life podcast where they talk about their journey. Because there's, there's, that's great and there's a place for it, but there's loads of that already. And there's people who've already made their mark on the world by doing that kind of podcast. So we knew, first of all, let's make it about the topic that they're an expert in rather than about themselves and how they mastered that thing. So I think that was the first bit. But also, again, in order to try and find out, well, what else is different from what everyone else is doing, let's make it as like ninja and specific as possible. So, you know, we could interview somebody about Facebook ads and we could interview somebody else about podcasting and somebody else about blogging. But again, eventually, we'd very quickly run out of things to talk about. Whereas if we could get each guest to really zoom in and talk about one specific, so rather than just Facebook ads, it might be how to do Facebook ads for webinars. Or it might be how to do Facebook ads for you know uh, list building. Or so, you could go in a different vertical, which would be how to structure your cap, what's your campaign structure for Facebook ads. So the idea of that, as Rob said, is 
is simply to go really narrow, but really deep on something really specific. And it also means for the guest, it gives them a much higher rate and an easy, an easeability, which is not even a word. There you go. <laughs> and, and easeability, but I'm going to make, I'm it going to say now. it again, just so I make it take off and become a trend and make it easier for us to invite that guest back because they, they'll have something else to talk about, even within their thing. Like if they've absolutely like just shared everything they know about their given subject, there's no reason to bring them back on in a year's time. And how many podcasts do we know who run out of guests? Like loads of them. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the other thing is if somebody just, if somebody just comes on and talks about a thing, like they talk about podcasting, I mean, you Colin, you know how much stuff there is to share on podcasting. If somebody just comes on and just talks about that. The truth is all they can do is give a very sort of, Big, surface vast level. surface level overview yeah. of that thing yeah. so we would rather go really really deep on one specific thing so that's one of the ways we we, we differentiate it the other thing we did is we used our background as performers and writers to figure out what is it that we bring to it we didn't want to just be oh you could be replaced by anybody else who was interviewing that guest mm. and it would be the same podcast we said you know what it is rob you bring a certain quality to the podcast, uh, I don't know what it is, but um, you bring somebody bring a certain je ne sais quoi, which uh, I think means stupidity, um, <laughs> to to our podcast, and and so do I. So we have to we have to bring a bit of us to it because if you're not bringing a bit of you to it, then if you're replaceable, if you could like next week be replaced by any other person, then I think you haven't been brave enough to be honest and to be a bit transparent and give a bit of yourself because. If you see performance, which podcasts, like being on a podcast, is kind of a performance. You are performing. You've got an audience. You have to give a bit of yourself to it. Otherwise, it's just single-dimensional and completely replaceable. But also, more importantly, we found that it's very difficult for an audience or anybody to connect with you unless you're willing to take that risk and be a little bit afraid of opening up and saying, actually, here's a little bit of me and it's okay to judge me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. There's a couple of things. I mean, two bits in there that I really picked out, partly the, the specific idea. I think there's so many interview shows out there that do exactly what you just said there, which is go surface level, cover a whole big topic, or they just, they pick the person. Even the title of the podcast is like, if you guys were interviewing me, it would just be Colin Gray. It's the title of the podcast. Like, that doesn't incentivize yeah. anyone to listen. But mm. if you have such a specific topic, it's in the title, it's a no brainer for somebody to listen to that. Um, you know, like manage it, setting up your Facebook ads. I would listen to that right now because I need to know how to do that right <laughs> so i need to go and listen to that the one thing that i would wonder actually and i don't know whether you've got enough data on this is do you find that you get feedback that says that your listeners are listening to every episode or because they're so specific do people kind of pick and choose and go back and forth it's really interesting looking at the data and as you know data on podcasts is kind of a bit of a flimsy thing still <laughs> like it's still not brilliant even though iTunes have decided to to change their pants again and go oh we're going to we're going to give you some data how reliable is it what does it really mean is quite tricky uh, what we have noticed is that people will, of course, be attracted to the podcast because they see a name that they recognize or they see a subject that they think, I really want to benefit from that. So for me, for example, my podcast listening behavior is based on subject, not based on on the name. I really don't have that sort of celebrity crush thing going on in my life. Where I'm like, oh, I've got to listen to every single thing that Colin Gray puts out. I think Colin's wonderful. I think you're great. But if you're not talking about something that's going to help me, my time's precious. Mm. Like I think most people are these days, then they're not going to, uh, we're not really going to listen to it. So for that reason, I think 
we do get a fair bit of dipping in and out. But what's really interesting is we, were, again, were nervous about this exact thing. And But if we look at our actual listenership, it's going up. And that's the only metric, really, that you can use. One of the, I think it is the only metric you can use to see whether you're actually getting adherence or you're not. But the way around this, and we discussed this a lot of like, how do we make sure they're listening, is actually we want the listener to listen, not just for the guest, not just for the episode. They'll tune in for the first time for the episode title or for the subject matter or for the guest. But actually what we want them to do is give the get, give the listener an opportunity to bond with us. Mm. So like, and it's, it's got to be very polarizing. There are going to be some people who tune into our podcast and I'm like, oh my gosh, these guys are so annoying. They've got these squeaky high pitched voices. They think they're funny. They've got stupid, ridiculous hair and it's just not for me. And that's fine. Whereas there's other people who will tune in for that first time. So I know when we, uh, we, we interviewed uh, John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneurs on Fire, we know that there are going to be people who tune in because they see his name and go, wow, I want to listen to what he said because they're super fans. But hopefully some of that audience will listen to us and go, actually, I really like listening to them because they play that silly game, which we play a silly game every single mm-hmm. episode. We actually usually do too, but we have a staple game we play in every episode where I sing a silly song and you have to try and guess it. You were a victim of that yourself, Colin. And so we hope that people gel to us once they get there. And actually the real reason for using the guests thing, as well as, so we've got multiple reasons for using the guest. Yes, attract an audience. Yes, create content. Those are the two things that bring them in. And hopefully they stay and they become regular listeners because of the style and because of their bond with us. What we do know is there's a bunch of people who we meet at either events or who email us or they follow us or they're friends with us on Facebook and they send us messages. And we get messages like the other day, I had one that said, I've just listened to episode, whatever it was, and said, this is my favorite episode so far. So we do get a fair amount of like feedback from that, which would imply somebody's list, like people are listening mm. to, to them uh, more than yeah. one. So yeah. that, that's always yeah. encouraging us. Yeah. The question I suppose is, and I don't know what, what your opinion is on this being, being Mr. Podcast, but do people still have the same mentality and habitual behavior of regularly listen, regularly listen to something like a soap opera? Mm. So do they still do that? And I think in a world where Netflix is the way that people consume content, other service providers are available, such as Amazon Prime, <laughs> uh, that, they, that people no longer sort of dis- will, will consume content based on the agenda of somebody else or the scheduling of yeah, somebody yeah. else. Yeah. What we'll do now is we'll we'll scroll through a podcast and we'll go, I want to know that episode and I want to yeah. learn that thing. I want to hear from that person rather than I want to listen to this podcast as yeah. a thing. Yeah. Well, I think especially with an interview podcast. Yeah. And I think that ties a lot into the a lot of what you just said around the, the personality that you put into it. The fact that you're open and honest and just yourselves and you're willing yeah. to to polarize people. Um and, and the fact that you do those feature well Going back a bit, I think your question there, do people browse or do they listen habitually? I think it depends on what type of show you create. And you guys are creating a personality-based show, which yeah. is the type that creates that habitual listening. And right. and your features, what you just said there as well, like getting John Lee Dumas on, for example. Um, John's great. I love John. But he says the same thing on every show he's on. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of the things we listen to. Like You, you look at the most successful people in your industry yeah. And you look at, okay, John's is one of the, probably the most successful business podcast in history. Yeah. And we go, right, how do we, the the easiest way to be creative, the simplest way to be creative 
is list all the things everyone else is doing and then list next to it the opposite thing of that. Yeah. And then you end up <laughs> with something that just becomes different for the sake of being different. Yes. So yeah. John's podcast for years, I know he's recently changed the format, was the same questions in the same order to lots of different guests, yeah. Yeah. which means if that's what you want to hear and that becomes the pattern, you're like, oh, I wonder how this person's response is going to compare to mm. that person's response. Mm. That's the thing we're going to have. Mm. Whereas for our listeners, we hope now we, I mean, let's be honest, like to begin with, we weren't great at sharing our personalities. Rob and I had massive conversations about why is it as soon as we turn the microphone on, we suddenly turn into BBC broadcasters. <laughs> Stop being ourselves. And the minute the thing stops, we go, oh, that was excellent. And we're suddenly bouncing in ourselves again. And then we look yeah. at you and go, what, why do we do that and actually it's a fear it's that whole it's a bit like if you've ever tried to sit down and write a book and suddenly you start to whom it may concern <laughs> like you suddenly turn into like author voice which is not even you you start like channeling your inner Enid Blyton do yes. you know what I mean and it's it's terrible and we are genuinely in real life like two cartoon characters and that was just being held back from the podcast wasn't it yeah. it just wasn't yeah. Yeah, but your features, I think, are even more um, effective at bringing that out. So I would normally skip a John episode on a different podcast because I'm like, well, I, I know his story. I know his um, sort of general ethos. I'm probably not going to get that much new from this. But listening to your show, I would probably listen to it because I'd, go, I'd go, oh, I'm interested to hear what he says on this feature, how he reacts to that feature. You know, so I think it, I think it adds a, an extra dimension even to people you're maybe almost, um, you've overheard from. So I think, I think that's a great way of bringing in the uniqueness, those features. I think the world's full of education. You can learn anything you want to learn yes. anywhere on the internet for free, whether it's yeah. YouTube, blog posts, podcasts, or whatever. The world is full of education. So we want to make sure that there's educational value in our podcast. Of course we do. But if people aren't having fun while they're doing it, then like if there's no break from that just solid content, yeah. then so that, that's, that's where that really comes in, I think. Let's look at the most successful speakers of all time. They're almost all style over content. Yeah. Yeah. It's all yeah. entertainment first. And because we're both entertainers, we, we think we, we, we would be mad not to bring that element. And of course, like you said, I want to pick up on what you said about the features. Like I, th I believe, and from just a small number of people we've had deep conversations about the podcast with, is people tune in to go, how is that person going to react when Kennedy sings that crazy song? Like, how's that person going to... I mean, <laughs> I've got to say, when we interviewed John, big podcast guy and i'm thinking i'm gonna sing like a lunatic to jld i can't wait to find out how this is going and i'm terrified at the same time and that's why it's a really interesting thing to find out how these people who are generally quite serious business people who know their facebook ads or they know their podcasting or they know whatever the thing they're doing is and how do they suddenly react when we surprise them with this really wacky wild idea yeah yeah <laughs> i think you know going back to your specific subjects too and wondering around the whole habitual versus delving in i think actually you're building up something with the, the specificity if that's a word i'm making it words too now uh no matter how specific you get i think with that you're almost building up much more of an evergreen um situation with your content and podcast because i think the one downside of podcasting sometimes is you know a half hour episode is quite a big commitment to go back and listen again or to go back delve into a 200 episode backlog but if mm. you've got you know 200 episodes that all have such specific topics i will go back and i will listen to that because i know exactly what i'm going to get out of a 10 15 20 30 50 minute podcast however long it is as long as it's specifically on that subject that i need right now you know just in time learning i think there's something really powerful about that as well mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, actually, I wish I could go. And we planned it that way. But uh, <laughs> no, that just seems to be a byproduct of the way we, we've done it. And yeah. of course, there are disadvantages to the way we do our podcast, as well as there are advantages. But mm-hmm. hopefully, uh, we're carving out our own little our little areas. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. Repurposing. So you guys do a fair bit of repurposing, don't you? You record the video of your podcast, for example, and use that again. Can you talk me through your process after, you know, after you've recorded the podcast, how do you think about using that podcast more than just the podcast itself? So I'd love to say that on day one, we just instantly had this amazing content plan that was going to build this content empire around the podcast. But I have to say it hasn't been true. It's been a very zigzaggy journey that's taken us through um, lots of different iterations, I guess, really, of the process. So we do the podcast, obviously, on the podcast networks. It's an audio-only thing. But of course, we've got the ability to, you know, uh, do video. So we think, well, we might as well record it where possible. Uh, and so basically, we've seen a, a bunch of different options. The first thing we do, of course, is to turn as much of the podcast as possible into stuff that becomes socially shareable. Now, I can't take much credit for this because it's great <laughs> here in our offices. It's her job, content marketing queen here at Response Week. But basically, we start by, uh, we really focus on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. So a couple of things that happen. First of all, we pull podcast graphics together. So those include like cool little quotables. Is that a word? From the, it's my turn, uh, from the episode. So like, let's imagine somebody says something insightful. We'll take that as a quote. We'll make it into one of those nice shareable quote images, but it's branded with the podcast imagery. And then that gets shared all over social. But of course, it's also sent to them so that they can share it all over their social too. Um, so that's really cool. So again, that would go on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I don't know if it goes on Twitter. I do, it probably does. Uh, and then we do that again. I don't. I don't hit the post button, so I don't entirely know. Uh, the other thing that we found really cool is the, the they're like uh, the little videos that play small clips of the podcast. So we might take a small section of the podcast. It's got a little wavy sound bar on it, um, and that's worked really, really well as well in terms of getting people's attention. Yeah, so, so turning it from sort of just an audio media medium into a video medium is quite quite an interesting thing and it literally is an image with with sound waves on it isn't it Mm. so that's worked really well and then the other thing we've just started doing recently but we've definitely seen an advantage in doing it is that kennedy and i will record a short thing where we'll um, a short video for instagram stories and stuff where we'll say hey we've just been interviewing colin gray for three martyrs walk into a podcast he talked about this and this and this and he was brilliant oh and guess what he didn't get what the song was tune in on monday and you'll be able to hear it so we do a sort of some real time story stuff teasing the fact we've just done it Um, and actually by tagging the person we interview the interviewee in it um they're sharing it and that's helping to really spread the message about the podcast too so that that bit is is working really really for us we just see the podcast as the stimulant the beginning of that piece of content and then we we sort of look at how do we strand off additional pieces of content so to begin with and we'll talk about actually we'll talk about this in some detail to begin with what we did is we interviewed the person and then like the next day or sometimes that same day depending on timing we would go into our video studio and rob and i would use that 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 conversation that topic as a springboard to talk about our opinion on that as a youtube video so we would talk about our opinion so let's say we talked about i don't know uh facebook groups was an early episode we did and then we go okay what's your opinion on facebook groups good i've got an opinion on that great let's go in the studio put the dslr on make a video about it put some titles in there make it look pretty and put it on youtube so we now end up with a youtube channel but rather than every week going what on earth are we going to talk about this week have you got any ideas no i haven't read anything me neither oh it's terrible instead of that we've got a fresh new idea being given to us on a plate for another piece of content and it was 
brilliant. At first, we did it wrong, just as a caveat. At first, what we did was the first few episodes were really Don't say that us. Word, perfect. <laughs> the first few episodes, to be honest, were really us recapping what we talked about on the podcast. Yeah. Like exactly. we were giving a sort of condensed six to eight minute version of what it was. It almost said. became like a video trailer for the podcast. And, yeah. And at the end of, and that's what it was designed to be, I guess. Sure. At the end of a few episodes, we thought, actually, this is just wrong. This is a pointless piece of content really like we could we could tease this in 30 seconds on instagram rather than taking eight minutes over it on youtube so, waffling on, so we yeah. thought actually do you know what the person we've just interviewed they've shared some great insights but we have not we have views and knowledge and, and stuff to share on that too so why don't we use the video to give our feedback so and and it was really good like we really enjoyed doing it the truth of the matter is we actually just in our in our own businesses right now we just ran out of time to do it so i think we think it's a great idea i think it works really well Full caveat, full disclaimer, we're not doing it right now purely because of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. Um, so that worked really, really well. One of the big things that we made a decision to do relatively recently is to sort of niche down the podcast even more. This is sort of an unwritten rule, I guess, really. We don't really talk about it. We don't talk about this that much, but I think it's worth bearing in mind is that we sort of set ourselves four core topics within marketing, and they're four things that we're really specifically very interested in. And we said that as a general rule, we're going to try and find guests whose topics will fit within one of those four core things. We basically decided that our audience is made up of four types of people. Mm-hmm. And that's based on the fact our podcast is not one of those podcasts where it's sponsored by a different company every week. It's, of course, brought to you by Response Suite, our yeah, company, yeah, and it's, it's yeah. a lead generation for that one product, just in case you haven't listened to it yet. So <clears throat> what we decided to do is look at what are the four types of people who should be buying Response Suite? Mm. So what are the four types of people who should be buying the thing you're selling, you're promoting? And we said, okay, these four types of people, they are coaches and consultants. People who do email marketing. People who run webinars. And people who have membership sites or continuity programs or anything with recurring income. And we realized those are the four people that we can, just being honest. We can, we can help the most. We can help the most. We can most effectively solve their problems with response rate. So we realized that actually, wouldn't it be great if as many of our podcast guests as possible, not all of them, but as many of our podcasts, podcast, podcast guests, <laughs> really easy uh, podcasts, uh, as many of our uh, podcast guests as possible would talk about one of those four topics or something that, that links in with it. Well, that is useful to that audience. Because at the end of the day, there's no point in building an audience of people who you can't do the thing that is your solo, is your intention of the podcast. So because we are now relatively branched down to those four topics of email marketing, webinars, high ticket coaching and consulting, and email. membership and email marketing, yeah. because we're down to those four things, what that means is that all of the content that we create is really quite closely linked to. So even though it might not be yeah. to answer your question, yeah. isn't directly repurposing what the guests have talked about. Mm-hmm. If we create social posts or if we create written blog posts now, they're, they're at least going to be very closely linked to what was talked about on the podcast. Yeah. But we don't have an opening bit of the podcast, which is like, which is like this is the three marketers welcome to a podcast, the podcast for webinar hosts. And, <laughs> da, 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 da. and yes. we don't do that. Yeah. It's just that we, we have that. It's the underlying strategy sitting behind it that just informs the decisions. Because I'm sure like yourself, we get a lot of applications for people to be on our podcast as guests. Mm. And some of them are brilliant mm. on their ex- and we can help them get exposed to our audience. And we know our audience is going to be great for them and our audience is going to be served really well by them. On the other, on the opposite side of that, some of them are just not right. Are they just yeah. talking about something which is useful is marketing. It, it, it looks on the surface like it's right, mm. but actually to appeal to that audience, they're not going to get, they're not going to get benefit from their time and being involved in the podcast. And our yeah. audience are going to disengage, which of course we can't risk any of that. So it doesn't serve yeah. anybody. So we have to just politely say, can you angle it in this other way? If not, 
it's cool. We probably can't help you out. I guess two things to pull out of it. I guess, again, whilst it doesn't directly mean repurposing, it does mean all of our content fits really well. It's easy to pull ideas out of the podcasts for other content. And also, again, we've never even talked about this four topics thing before no. publicly. This is the first time we've ever said it. But I think it's a, a for, for podcasters, I think it's a good strategy to really define even if you don't say it out loud, to really define, I guess it's like a customer avatar type. It's who you're speaking to. Who are you speaking to? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to yeah, sum up there, actually. It was, we talk a lot about avatars on our, in our sure. content and the power of that. And a lot of people rebel against it because of the idea that they feel like it's, um, it might you know, distract people or, or, or repel people that don't feel like they quite fall into those. But I think what you just said there is you don't talk about it. You don't, you don't mention it. You just talk no. about content that you know is attractive to those people, engaging to those yeah. people, and they're attracted towards you. And it just it, 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 it lets you know exactly what to talk about, exactly what guests to say yes to, like you said. It does. And um, the thing is, if yeah. you don't define those things, how can you say whether that is a, basically you've got a regular listener and if we've all had that thing where we've watched our favorite TV show, for example, and there's that sort of bum episode, which makes you go, Oh, that wasn't great. Well, you have, you have to force yourself to watch the next one. It's a bit of a resistance. They go, well, hopefully they'll make up for it on the next episode. That is a point at which you could lose a listener. Mm-hmm. And because listenership is so fragile, people are not listening to your podcast. They're listening to others. And they're transient. They're going to be trying to find a better one, a one they like more, they want that, whatever, the one that, whatever it's going to be. So you want to have as few bumps in the road of irrelevant content that makes them go, oh, I'm going to skip this episode. Because actually what you want, I think, from your podcast is to create a habit that people go, oh, I haven't listened to that podcast this week. Or they check their podcast player on that Monday morning or that Tuesday morning, whatever. And they see that little number one saying, oh, you've got a new podcast to listen to. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. I think that's brilliant. Um, so we've gone from, we started off with repurposing there and ended up on the, the big subject of avatars, which is always, uh, <laughs> yeah. always a big one. But no, Drag no, us back, kicking it, and screaming, please. But actually, they are so strongly linked, aren't they? Because we, you're repurposing, taking your existing content, creating new content from it. That all depends on what your customer wants, your audience wants. And, and that depends mm-hmm. on knowing who they are and what they like, what pains they have, all that stuff. So that's brilliant. I think the big thing, just to come back around to the yeah, repurposing, yeah. the big mistake I think people make when repurposing is they forget what I call the direction which everything's pointing in. Mm-hmm. So we have to we have to remember if we're going to be creating a YouTube video and we're co- am I also creating Instagram posts? Am I creating Twitter posts? Am I creating a podcast? All of those things should be pointing towards one primary media. Mm. And for us, that's the podcast. Yeah. So what yeah. we do is we don't reference in the podcast. Go and check out the YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Never okay. ever ever have we done that. What we do instead is from the YouTube video, we'll say, hey, go check out the podcast. And on Twitter, go check out the podcast. So there are, there are casual mentions of how people can interact with us, obviously on Twitter, like tweet us, let us know how, you, how well we did yeah, or yeah. how much you enjoyed it. You know, just tweet at response tweet. We'd love to hear from you. All that sort of good stuff. But really, we are directing people in one direction. Because if you're yeah. just trying to cross-pollinate, I think it becomes very messy and it becomes unclear as to really what is the primary piece of content. And for us, it is that podcast. It's not like, it's a, yeah, it's, it, we need to avoid that weird spaghetti junction where everything's crossing over and traveling in different directions and it yeah. all becomes very bewildering. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you chose podcasting as your prime content, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd, I'd like to tie up um, just with one final question. Um, around 
you might well have mentioned it already, but what would you say is the one thing that's made the biggest difference to your audience growth? I wish we had a really snappy answer for that. Um, I think one of the one of the big things, and this is just like not a sexy answer, mm-hmm. and it's not what you want to hear. The best ones often aren't, don't worry. <laughs> unfortunately, it's sticking with it. And after eight months or after six months, not yeah. just going, well, that's not, I haven't got a bajillion listeners now, so uh, <laughs> shall we just do something different? I think it's about commitment. Yeah. I think it's about commitment. I think it's about being aware and realizing your podcast is not perfect. We have regular meetings every other week. We have a meeting on the podcast strategy to look at how does that bit sound? Is that bit annoying? Is that good enough? Is that, what can we do? And we take constant feedback from people about what can we do better? How do we make it more engaging? So it's about constantly improving the content. I'm a big fan that with anything that's quote unquote entertainment, because podcasting is an entertainment channel Mm -hmm. uh, before anything else in actual fact, if you create something brilliant, it will happen slower, but your growth will be more solid. So if you create something that's really, really good and really focus on being good, that's a huge thing. The second thing for me is also spending more time on other people's platforms than you do on your own. And that's something we didn't do for such a long time. We were like, no, we'll have our own podcast. That's all great. And we'll bring their audience to us because they'll tell their audience. Yeah, they will. (laughs) Their audience won't trust that and won't bond with you quickly enough or half as quickly as if you were on their podcast, like we are here today. You know, hopefully some of these listeners might go, oh, those guys weren't too annoying. Let's find out how annoying they are on their own podcast. And they'll go and check out three miles and walk into a podcast. <laughs> I think, well, we've lulled them into a false sense of security and they'll find just how annoying we are. Um, I think, I think to, to elaborate on that point, and this doesn't just apply to the podcast, it applies to all of our content marketing, but, but therefore the podcast, mm-hmm. is we absolutely, for the first few months, uh, put too much emphasis on just making content. And the truth is, we talked about this the other day, after 15 years of marketing, we were naive enough to build it and then expect them to come. Mm-hmm. So I think what we did is we are now probably, and I'm plucking this number out of the air, but we are probably producing like a sixth of the content we originally were. Yeah. Like we started off with two blog, two long-form blog posts a week, the podcast episode, a YouTube video, all the social yeah. And now it's really just a podcast and social. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And that means that we have, because we're, we're the same manpower, but with a sixth of the content, which means that now we can spend a lot more time pitching it out and getting spread in the word yeah. rather than just having loads of content nobody looks at. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, it's the, it's the not quite so sexy answer, but commitment and focus, focusing on just one or two things rather than spreading yourself too thin. And it? I think yeah. we've seen significant growth since, get, since defining, we appeal to these four people. Mm. Yeah. That's mm. it. Now, mm. Other people will be listening. I know, for example, there is a friend of mine who's a magician who doesn't fit into any of those categories. <laughs> he listens every single week. That's okay. Yeah. But we're, we're really creating content for those other four people. Yeah, perfect. And that really has helped the growth. Excellent stuff. Thanks, guys. Now, I want to make sure uh, we talk about a little bit about your uh, your product as well. Because actually, I was, do you know what? We were, I'm going to talk to you a little bit afterwards about this as well, but we we're making a survey today to help with our onboarding of our customers. So we run our membership site. We've got the Podcast Host Academy. Anyone out there listening, if you're looking to start your show just now, grow your show, come and join us at thepodcasthost.com forward slash academy. But when you join up, we want to make sure that people go down the right path. You know, if you're just launching your show, you need very different stuff from if you're very late stage and need marketing and growth and all that. And we're doing a survey to try and direct people down the right way. 
And you guys, right? And they might have different challenges, for example. Like one yeah. of their challenges may be a technical challenge. I mean, it's, it there's so many different types of challenge, aren't there? Yes, indeed. Yeah. So that's what your your product does, isn't it? Re- response to you. Do you want to give us a quick, uh, quick little um, pitch on what it does? And also, I believe you have uh, something kind of special for our listeners. We, we do, yeah. So Response Suite is a survey tool. Marketers have been using surveys in marketing well since well since the beginning of time. The problem is that they do have a number of kind of problems, I guess, in that what most people do is they run a survey, they ask their audience what they're looking for, whether that's an audience of free people or paid people. And then that audience, that data just sort of sits there in a CSV file or it sits there in their survey package until the marketer does something with it. Now, for us in the early days, believe it or not, that meant downloading CSV files, segmenting them into different lists, manually uploading them into an autoresponder or a CRM, tagging them and putting them on, well, tags didn't even really exist when we started doing this, but no, putting them on different, different, lists. different lists in Aweber and things, yeah, yeah. and then putting them into follow-up sequences manually, which is tons of manual labor. It's worth the labor. 100%. Like, it definitely because made of the difference. results it gets. It's it amazing. definitely made us a, a difference um, in terms of getting subscribers turned into customers and getting customers turned into repeat customers and then doing things like you're doing, amazing stuff like asking new members of a paid program what they want and using that to in- increase retention. When somebody leaves a membership site, find out why and then put them into a sequence to sell them back in based on their objection handling. So that's that That was already cool. The problem was it was just tons of manual labor and people were, fo- truthfully, people were falling through the cracks because we're not perfect, even having virtual assistants do it. So we created Response Suite absolutely out of the desperate need that we wanted to be able to automate this process. So Response Suite is an online software uh, program for building surveys. It's got a lovely drag and drop survey builder so you can quickly, really quickly make stunning looking surveys, but then they integrate instantly with whatever your CRM or autoresponder is so that you can put people on different lists or tag them differently based on what they've said in answer to your questions. You can take them to a different thank you page as soon as they fill out the survey. So somebody says they want help with the technical infrastructure of setting up a podcast, you take them instantly to a different place if they say they want help with you know creating content um and then uh, so that's kind of what it does and then beyond that of course there are other marketing features like it integrates with facebook pixels and google analytics so you can mm-hmm. track target and remarket people based on their responses so really it's kind of, we, we built it to be the, the survey tool for marketers uh, yeah. to be able to have all of that that yeah. lovely stuff Excellent. And I, I mean, I think this stuff's invaluable for podcasters because we need to know what our listeners are thinking. We need to know what they want, what pains they have, what likes they have. You know, we need to know more about our, we talked about avatars. <laughs> we need to know from them more what they want, <laughs> what they like and dislike rather than just assuming. So I think surveys are brilliant for that. I, think, you, I, I sorry, think what's great about that is if you've got a podcast and people are listening to it, then obviously you can send them off across to opt in for lead magnets. Mm-hmm. You can send them to go and join, join your membership program or whatever. But if you send them over to, look, we just want your feedback on the podcast and see what you think. It's a very low barrier to entry. People love the fact that you're asking for their opinion, yeah, right? Because yeah. people love to give their opinion. Uh, they love <laughs> the fact that they're going to shape the future direction of your yes, podcast. Yeah. And actually beyond all of that, it's, a, it's, it's then a really great list building method to turn yeah. listeners into subscribers. Yeah. We often use it between the seasons, actually. So we do seasons on PodCraft, uh, say season seven ends. You say, well, thank you for listening to the last 12 episodes. Next season, uh, either we don't know what subject we're going to do. So go and fill out our survey. Let us know what you want us to cover. Or right. this is the subject we're going to cover. Fill in this survey, which will help us, you know, fill in the gaps. Like what do you want us to cover in detail around this topic? So really I think, yeah, if you're out there listening, and you want to try and engage your listeners more. Something like a survey just works great, I think. So, mm. um, yeah. So how can people give it a try? 
We've actually put together a special deal for you. Uh, it's very simple. What you what we're going to do is we're going to give you a 14-day free trial into Response Suites. You've actually got two full weeks to get it all set up, all running, all implemented, and actually start making a difference to your to your, to your email marketing and stuff. Um, so that's really, really cool. Uh, not only that, but we're going to give uh, listeners... Uh, a free access to our survey marketing masterclass, which is a four hundred and ninety-seven dollar um, four-part training program that we did about eight different campaigns that you can use to use surveys with uh, list growth, with webinars, with membership sites, with high-ticket coaching applications, and a bunch more stuff as well. Um, and also a free onboarding call as well, so that we can really get you stuck in. Like you actually jump on a sure. call uh, with me or Kennedy. Uh, depending on who's available and we'll, we'll help you get it set up and integrated and actually working and running in your business as well. Uh, so to grab it, you need to head over to responsesuitedeal.com forward slash podcraft. Uh, and that's where you'll be able to sign up for the 14 day free trial and get both of those bonuses as well. Perfect. Thanks very much, guys. Oh, a pleasure. Thank you. Good, good. Um, if anyone wants to follow up with any questions, any queries, you, do you guys have a favorite social they should get in touch on? Yeah, I mean, the, I think the, probably the best one is you can tweet us at Response Suite. That's pretty good. Uh, you can, I think, probably the best one. Really. That's probably yeah, the best perfect. way to get in yeah. touch. Yeah, just give them one. Too many choices. Nobody does anything. Well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> just, just drop, us a, drop us a quick tweet over there, so, and one of us will get back. To you. Yeah, give them a tweet. Um, let them know you enjoy whether you enjoyed the the interview. Well, that you enjoyed the interview, uh, and say hello. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to hear that. Actually, that'll be great. If you if you are if you have enjoyed this, uh, we'd actually like to know because we've, we're starting to do more and more guesting on other people's yeah. podcasts. It'd be really good to know what your big takeaway from this was like the biggest thing that's going to make a difference to your podcasting from this so yeah do drop us a tweet at response suite to let us know what perfect your big yeah that's a good idea so tag in biggest takeaway uh put in response suite at response suite and at the podcast host let us know what you think all right mm-hmm. thanks very much for joining us see you on the next episode hopefully we'll be updating you on the upcoming new season very soon so keep listening uh, that'll be within the next three to four weeks otherwise Otherwise, thanks very much for coming on, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank Thank you. you.